Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast about upcycling. It's Reclaimed Audio with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Phil Roots, and Tim Sway. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 67 for February 15th, 2017. This week's top Patreon supporters are Luis Gonzalez, Make Build Modify, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta. I have to I have to point out that I'm using the baritone horn today for Michael Lying because he was showing pictures of his baritone horn he has laying around his shop. Please continue. Oh, that makes so much sense, not. Tristan Timber, Sean Petty, Scott Turner, Andrew Reed, Randall Denver, and Greg Mead. That was a terrific horn you had there, Tim. Really appreciate that. Nobody does horn like Tim. There it is again. There's the wall. That's it. Hey, do you know what's special about this episode? Nope. It is the same number. As the most important year in our history. What number is it? I was born in 1967. Hello. That is the most important year in our history. Yeah. You're correct. Uh, Our three-person collective history, that Mm. certainly would be the most important year I can think of. Yeah. 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 Casey, I think you know what to do. Um, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) hey do you know what on the other podcast i was on they invited her to hug me not hit me yeah i heard that it sounded like charity but anyway um by the way wait 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 wait. i i know i do this i am so sorry for you i really am okay i'm not sorry at all i need to give a shout out to mwi because i did not even bother letting like last week my the episode i was on i was on Modern World Workers Association, MWA, and I didn't even bother letting people on. I, last week, I should have gave a shout out, and I didn't. So I'd like to say thank you, Diami and Sean, for having me. And then also, I did the the plastic bottle video uh, for the, the no lathe pin thing, talking about what was important to me about that was that, that plastic bottle video, right, of what to do with pa- plastic bottles. And I didn't mention Matt Friedrichs. One of our listeners is the guy that emailed us and said, hey, check out this video. And so I want to apologize to Matt, Diami, and Sean for not recognizing that they are much um, more amazing and probably better looking than, well, it, me. Uh, you know. So uh, I love you guys and thank you for that. Yeah. Okay, go hey, ahead. What? That's fair. What were we even talking about? Um we haven't even gotten into the. Yeah, we haven't even started yet. yet. Oh, right. Yeah, it's sorry, like, sorry. Th- Let me just so underrail the train. Yeah. Oh. So uh, we want to thank our Patreon. Uh, dun da da da, and go. What What are we working on, guys? That's. Let me just try to sound as organic as possible. Um, why don't we just keep the Bill train rolling? Bill, what are you working yeah. on? Well, you know what I'm not working on. Just momentum. Is it momentum? <laughs> So not momentum? Okay. Yeah. I, I, You know what? Uh, we had some fa- – uh, Casey's cousin I got to meet for the first time was in town. Uh, uh, she's actually in San Francisco for like five weeks and for her job. And I, last weekend, um, we spent some time with her. And then this weekend, her parents came up. And then so her – Casey's mom and dad. And, and in other words, I've been busy with family stuff, and I haven't done a darn thing. 
So that shoe rack that's really going to get made is going to get made by yeah. Dolly. You know, no matter Tim, what. I don't know about you, but I really am starting to think that I'm going to start invoicing Bill for like therapy. I feel like we talk about his private life. <laughs> well, I didn't. But, I didn't send him an invoice, you, but I did. I did write think? it off on my taxes this year. <laughs> yeah, like Bill, I want to let's go back to this very important topic of um, this relationship that you have with your in-laws. Okay, Can we no, wait a second. No, 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 no. What I'd like to remind you of both. Okay, when I fill out the resume and I put like a childlike innocence on there. What I meant was, is that like, I'm pretty much like your kid. So you kind of got to just either write me off as a dependent or deal with me. Yeah, See, but I, I really but... think Tim whitewashed that because I did not get that copy. I saw professional, <laughs> mature I adult professional. I think I think there was some whiteout on that copy that I got. Tim, this is uh, all your fault. Uh, Do you not... Well, I may have upsold him a little bit, but uh, I also, <laughs> when I... <laughs> <laughs> But when I, when I when I put my kids in timeout, they actually go to timeout. So I don't know what to do with this one. He just won't stay in the darn corner. I know. Well, you know what I found in the corner? Seriously, walking out the door we, in the corner of our front door, when you walk out, there's where we keep our mail. And I tell Casey if it's garbage or whatever, or um, you know, I'll go put it to the recycle or the shredder or whatever, or leave my mail right here. So I go walk up, and she thought this was funny because normally, like. American Express, Discover Car, all that stuff that has our name. We don't even open it. Just shred it, get rid of it. Well, you know, we got we don't need that kind of stuff in our life. So what does she leave there for me to see as I walk by? Is my invitation to join AARP. <laughs> yeah, I think funny. I think you should build like a shadow box for that. Mm. That would be hilarious. <laughs> and then and then put it I don't think it's the last the invitation I'll be getting from AARP. But I well, but you can't really take first, advantage full advantage till you're fifty five anyway, so well, I, I don't know. So what do you have a few weeks? Anyways, let's move on. Tim, what are you working on? I don't know. <sighs> I have no idea. <laughs> um, what am I besides looking for a replacement for Bill? <laughs> yeah, I think we should. You say that. that you yeah. say that now, but you came out with probably the most inspirational. No, the most inspired by. I think the video you put out was so inspired by how did that happen let's talk about your video tim where did where did that inspiration come from go ahead just tell us it was an amazing video we loved it we all loved a, it i had a great idea and i decided to... <laughs> no no it was it was it was your idea bill you're like hey i don't want to see what you make i want to see the box you put it in <laughs> so i made a box it sounded complimentary when he first said it yeah <laughs> I, I can read between the lines right you know. um but yeah so that was that, that was the video i put up uh yesterday or this or sunday uh was just a, about some of the some of the the foibles and follies of of shipping stuff and and uh large items and whatnot so that's the video bill's talking about mm -hmm. yes he did inspire it it's not the most exciting video you'll ever see, but it does have a lot of potentially useful information for you if you have a client that lives outside of no, your good, local It was a lot area. of good tofu and potatoes in there, like where to get exactly. packing blankets, you know, you know, just how you, you how you built the skeleton of everything. And yeah, it was good. Yeah, thank it you. It was really good. But that's not what I'm working on because that was like weeks ago and it just it finally shipped out this weekend so I could finish the video. And like the whole reason I didn't post the video a week ago is because I was waiting for that final footage of it going on the truck so I could wave as the truck drives off into the sunset to end the video. 
And then yeah. I forgot to take my freaking camera with me. <laughs> so that's why I had to do that. And I was telling my wife that. And, um, and I was like, oh, yeah. I was, like, I, I was waiting for this whole time to finish this video. And I forgot to bring the camera. And so she's like, well, you maybe you and Vance could just reenact it with, uh, <laughs> you know, with some trucks or whatever. And I was like, oh, my God, that's a brilliant idea. So that's why. It, actually, ending. it was. And it's hilarious. It was, it was, it was great. It really Vance was. is like, oh yeah, I'm in. He's like, we got that truck that you made, and, you know. And he's like, and so we busted out the trucks and re- recreated it. But um, what I'm working on right now is um, I, I'm actually just I think it, I think the email just came in now. I just have a, yep, I have a dining table. I got to start tomorrow. Oh, amazing! About that. And um, but I I just finished up a desk. Uh, I have a video coming for that pretty soon. I have a dining table coming tomorrow. I have a couple other dining tables. I think I'm gonna have like three going on at once. It looks like, which is gonna be crazy because they're all like eight feet long. Wow. And I don't have that much space. But uh, so in the lull of, yeah, it's 24 feet. In the lull of um, uh, of this, I've been trying to finish up some guitars. I just finished up a, a bass guitar build. And I've been combing through all these other guitar builds I've done in the past, trying to figure out which ones I'm going to part out and uh, make new guitars out of a nail to the wall and which ones I think are going to be worth selling. So I'm planning on selling a couple of these instruments I've made. Now that I've been sitting on them for a while, I, I know what's good and bad about them. They're going to sell them kind of fire sale cheap, I think, because um, well, you kind they of all, have to they're all if prototypes. You, if they've all been sat on, you got to sell them cheap. Yeah, you know, once you <laughs> sit on them. But they, they all, they're all prototypes, and I'm like, you know, dealing with ideas and concepts and stuff. So they all have imperfections to them. So I was like, well... I could part them out and then use the parts of new guitars that are better, but then they're also kind of cool in their own weird way. So I have a couple I might, I might put up for sale uh, to people that understand that they're not perfect, you know, factory finished guitars that you know might want one. So uh, hopefully that'll be coming up pretty soon. I'm gonna figure out what to do with these things, but it's been a blast just tinkering with them because I really feel like I'm ready for like guitar making 3.0 in my life. Like I think I'm ready to actually start making good ones. <laughs> I like the way you put that. It was good. <laughs> I'm gonna try one of these days. One of them's gonna be good. How about you, Phil? Um, I have a few cool things to say, but the first thing I wanted to do was ask you about those dining room tables and your your method. Do you, if you've got something like three of something very similar to make, do you sort of Henry Ford it where you'll do everything of one stage, then take it all forward to the next, like mill all the material? then do your construction, then do your finishing, or do you take each table from beginning to end and repeat the cycle? Uh, I I absolutely Henry Ford it when I can Henry Ford it, and I've, I've put up videos about that in the past too, like uh, where I've taken jobs where I've done multiple repetitive things because I uh, I like cacti. that. Cacti. The cacti is a, is a prime example, yeah, where I made 36 of these things. I like pushing myself in that direction to see how efficient I can get and and I do that with like repetitive things like pulling nails out of wood, you mm-hmm. know. Um, like if I need if I need four boards, but I have forty that have nails in them, I might go and just pull nails out of all forty just to see how efficient and good I can get at it when I have the time. And just, uh, so now for this particular case, I've got uh, I've got three customers I'm talking to about dining tables. One of them just came through now while we're recording this, so she's gonna get started tomorrow. Um, or this week at least. And, uh, the other ones, I don't know, they might be a couple days or a week before they come in. So it's really a matter of, I don't have the space to have three, eight foot dining tables, like completely assembled in my shop. So I'm going to have to move one of them out, but I do absolutely bundle my work as much as I can. Like another job I'm bidding on right now is a a living room suite. It's a, a table, uh, bookshelf and a coffee table, like a side table. And they would all be made out of the same material. So that's like, I, you know, I, costed that out as a bundle because if I 
make these from this reclaimed wood to be a like the milling of the wood and the processing of it. I could do all at once for all three pieces and then assemble them. You know, but I'm just one guy. I can only do one thing at a time. So I just try to do all the everything around that as efficiently as possible and work within my space. And yeah, no, I get you because I I line up doing the same thing with the boxes and space. Obviously, isn't a consideration because they're just boxes. But mm. I find when I start batching them out and going through, like, okay, I'll mill them all. I'll do all the dados. I'll do all the grooves in them. You know, I'll cut them all the length. All that stuff. When I do that, it feels less like making and more like work so sometimes i won't do that i'll just do one from start to finish the next one start to finish the next one start to finish just to keep it interesting for me but i i guess it's probably a little bit different if the space consideration uh, is there well yeah there's i but i i do like the challenge of seeing how efficient i can be yeah uh so even though i agree that when i'm like with the cacti video for instance while i was making the cacti um, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, you Google the Ballad of El Saguaro and you'll you'll see this ridiculous thing. <laughs> it's from about a year ago, but like that was like that job sucked. You know what I mean? To physically do it just sucked. It's like oh, I just did this. Now I have to do it 35 more times. Um, but so what I what I found interesting about it was the I made it a game. To, there's a there's a Simpsons episode where Principal Skinner uh, they think he's dead. They think the mafia killed him, but he's actually in his newspaper under this pile of newspapers in his garage, and he's and he to keep himself sane, he's bouncing a basketball up and down, and then he would just play a game with himself, see if he could beat his record. And that's how I approach that type of stuff, and I really like to push myself on it. But it is absolutely a different uh, different set of like um, synapses, you know, firing in my brain. It's not it's not the creative thing. It's it's like it's the OCD thing I'm more interested in, I guess, when I'm doing it. <clears throat> when you guys get talking like this and you say words like synapses, it makes me feel a little left out. So I'm going to join in here for just a second, Phil, before you tell us what you've been working on. Tim, you've mentioned um, the the repetitiveness in pulling out nails. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just, I have a really quick story because I don't share enough of my personal life. So this weekend we went to um, San Francisco with uh, Casey's family and we're on a- <laughs> We're, we're we're on a pier, <clears throat> and uh, at the beginning of this pier that goes out into the, it's uh, along the Embarcadero of San Francisco Fisherman's Wharf. As you walk out onto this pier, there's a couple of nails that are just somebody I don't know how long ago, but two nails that are st- like they just barely hammered them in and bent them over. And as we're walking past, I said, "You know what? I'm going to pull one of those out on our way back out." There wasn't a lot of people on the pier at the at, at the time, so we walked all the way to the end of the pier and we took some pictures. We did all that fun stuff. So when we came back, um, two things happened. I took a picture of the Transamerica building, but I didn't realize, and I stuck my phone way down on the pier itself, so all the way down, like a perfect centering of the Transamerica building down the pier. And I didn't realize that there were two women in front of me also taking pictures, so it looks like I just took a picture of their butts, but I wasn't doing that. It was of the building. But anyway, so we got to the end of the pier and there's this nail and I'm going to pull this nail out because I just think it would be neat if I can take one of these nails home and do something with that, make a video, something. So I lean down and I'm wearing my salmon colored uh, Levi's with my blue Joe Cool Snoopy t-shirt and my little bit of a dragon's mohawk thing going on. And I told Casey and her mom and dad, hey, stand around me because I'm going to pull out my knife and start digging out this thing. I don't want somebody to, you know, freak out or whatever. So I start digging on this nail and I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. And I bent it up and I'm really trying to, and I realize after a second or two, I'm not getting this nail out. Maybe it's three feet down in there. I'm, it's not going to happen. So I said, well, I can't get this done. So I put my knife away. I go to step on the nail and I look up and a crowd had gathered wondering what the hell I was doing 
digging in the pier with this knife. So I, I thought I would share that story because it was funny because a bunch of people were, were looking at me. And then also, the, the did you know that um, there is a risk involved in doing repetitive work? <laughs> and I'm going to talk about that after you tell us what 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 you're uh, uh, working on, Phil. I I just I don't really even know what happened right now. I just all right. sandbags. <laughs> I just it wasn't even a sandbagging. It's like it's like a deliberate deliberate derailing of the podcast. <laughs> I don't even. I, all right. But he said he was pulling out nails. It reminded me of that story. Yeah. All right. Okay. So. Hey, Phil, what are you working on? Hey, I'm working on uh, these. I'm working on these uh, these cubbies that I said that I would do. I finally got started on them. And uh, and I lied because I said I was going to video them and it was going to be my next video. And it's not. It's too big a project to do. Um, on video, it just slows me down too much. So I'll do something smaller for my next video, and I'll figure out whatever that is. But these cubbies, I really got to bang them out. They're on very high on the get these done now list. Uh, that my wife issues every much, once in a much while. like my shoe rack for Casey. Yes. Yeah, well, I don't know. Maybe Casey's nicer about her list. Uh, but this one really <laughs> needs to get done. So your, your wife is your wife is pregnant. She's, she's uh, super pregnant. Yeah, she's very halfway through now, right? She's uh, five months. So yeah. Yeah, but yeah, halfway. yeah, little, yeah, you're right. Yeah, so so the uh, that's that the nesting. Thing. Well, we already have two kids, so it's not like like yeah, super nesting, but, but it's like it's more like it's organization, like, like yeah, but it's still like it's like the you know it's like you know you know it's gonna snow tomorrow. Yeah, make sure the snowblower's got gas and you have plenty of rock salt. You know what I mean? That's where she's at right now. Totally, she wants no, to get right. all this stuff done because in a few months you're not gonna be able to do anything. Well, she wants oh, this I thought thing. I thought you were referencing that you know your wife's pregnant and she's probably you know gonna behave in a certain manner because you've been through this twice already. And I was gonna say, Tim, that's not a good thing to say. But you were actually saying the nesting part of it, so yeah, okay. I get yeah, the the, it. Yeah. the the wife's standpoint. Right. I'm I'm on I'm on your wife's side, Phil. Well, what else is new, Tim? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, how so. many how many of these cubbies are? Is it one unit with many cubbies in it, or all these different cubbies? Uh, no, it's one unit with uh, three at the bottom, three on top. So it's just okay. like a two by two by three sort of configuration. And, um, and I, this is a good segue into, into the topic, but one fun little thing that I did was I made, a, I took some scraps and my son was in the shop with me. So we got to have a little, little, uh, little fun time this weekend where I made him a little train. So I had some dowel and I had some, whatever, some oh, cool. two by four cut off. And so I made wheels with, by cutting off some of the dowels and a little platform. I'll take a picture. I'll put it on Instagram later, but it was, uh, yeah, please do. but he was like super excited. He's like, daddy, can we make a train? And I was like. Yes, we could. And, and <laughs> we did. Isn't that the best when you can say yes to those questions? Yeah, I thought it was awesome. And that, But obviously, he's like me. So he's like, okay, so now we need tracks and we need other cars. And <laughs> I guess we should have buildings. And I'm like, okay. Let's we should probably make a podcast about it and then start talking about it every week. And you know. Exactly. Should we make some videos <laughs> about it? Have a it? website where people can review it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he's like three. And my wife taught him arithmetic tonight. So I know yeah. I'm in a world of trouble. He's like, hmm, one plus two is three. And five plus two is seven. And I'm like... Now, I want to point out that both numbers you just said, you held up the wrong number of fingers. Well, I said he it. got it right, not me. <laughs> 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 no, he's, he's pretty sharp. But um, 
so then, so they built that, and I did the cubbies, and I had one other thing that I don't remember, but, uh, oh, this miter station, I lined up picking up the, uh, some T-track and some little, uh, T-bolts and stuff, and I'm gonna make a whole accessory thing, so I'll put that on Instagram, that's not worth the video, but that'll be cool, uh, too. Uh, your, uh, your work? Yeah. So I built yes. that there, and this is, like, the final stage, because what I have now is I just bolted in a 2 by 4 and then I used just a regular, like, quick grip clamp to clamp on a stop, and I wrote on it, like, what the inch increments are, but that's Mickey Mouse, so I, I, well, obviously on the company's dime, I bought all the hardware to do it, so it's got, like, the left-to-right uh, tape measure strip and all that yeah. T-track stuff. It's going to be really cool, and then I'll my, just route it in. My uh, my father-in-law just yesterday was telling me he has, I, apparently my my 10-inch little miter saw that I have is actually his, <laughs> but he was saying that, that's he a whole story, but, um, or... He has a 12 inch like compound one, like the slider. Genius. And it, yeah, and he's, he's, he used it once. It's in a box in his basement. He's like, Hey, do you want to swap those out? And I was like, well, yeah. But then I was like, no, because then I'd have to actually have a proper miter station. It wouldn't fit where I currently have my miter saw because the 10 inch one barely fits. I bump into the adjustment knob. As because you have no room in that 2000 square foot shop of yours. What are we talking my about? My shop is. Well, my shop is 750 square feet, and it, then I have all this other space with other stuff. But um, Phil, am I the only? Am I? Can, no, do, no, I'm with you here. This is silly. Okay, make a flip top. I'm not making a flip top. <laughs> They're awesome. I just used it. Um. Yeah. No. I. I have stations, and I have like this flow thing set up. You have issues, is what you have. Yeah, I because do. You have two I drill have... presses, one that you don't actually use. Well, that whole entire wing of the shop, I don't use. So then, what are we even <laughs> saying? Right the now? wing. I like that. The wing of the yeah. shop. Yeah, I don't. Really I don't know. use that wing. We don't really live in the West Wing. It's really more for guests. <laughs> yes. You know, it's, it's like your. Sauce. It's like your aunt's house. They have the plastic cover on stuff. You don't really sit in that part of the aunt's house. house. That's a house I grew up in. I wasn't allowed in my own living room growing up. Because I was oh. dirty. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm starting to see what's going on here, Howard Hughes. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, you, well, you don't save your fingernails? <laughs> no, just my urine. No. Ooh, both of you. Okay, come back, come back. It's Even Howard, I think all, that's a little it's Howard real Hughes. stuff. Yeah. Um, no, I, I have like this. I have this this idea of like the setup of like where things are and for this workflow, and and I like the idea of having stuff that I know it's there if I need it, and I don't have to flip it up or dig it out. Do you I, want you me know. to help you make an adjustment to your current miter station to where it fits the much better miter saw? Uh, well, the problem is, is that I would, I could, I could do all of this. I mean, obviously, I have the space, right? But I, it would require like moving my bench out a bunch of inches and stuff, and because no, it wouldn't. A bunch of inches. Yeah, it would not require I, I, that. Woe is you, Sway. Woe. But it's, Woe. My bench is the size of like two cars. <laughs> like, I, it would require here. none of these things. A, a simple, I, I think, oh, look at it. Just pretend like you're going to get it. You don't have a choice. Okay. And watch how fast you come up with a, a solution. What, to uh, are you allowed to say or, a brand right now just so that I could drool even more? I think it's a DeWalt. Oh, I think I think Bill's going to drill. Uh, there it is. Uh, How about I send him my 10-inch uh, Craftsman miter saw, I'll pay for shipping both ways, and he sends me the DeWalt. And I will and I have no room in my garage, none. I, I literally, I'm going to start upcycling the heck out of stuff to try and get rid of things and make room. I don't, I don't see I'd this be being beneficial to. for Tim, so I don't think he's going to go ahead for that. 
I know. I got well, this. He's got this look on his face. Like, how do I get involved in this? How and do I get make out of money? This? It's it's the money thing, Tim. You got to let go of that money thing, man. <laughs> no, it's it's really not. It's like the I I designed the shop for the certain floor, and I'm just not ready to redesign it yet. And to get this saw, I would have to redesign the shop. I have found a solution that's not like completely crazy. As far as like, it would still kind of work, but it would then put my table saw and my miter saw too far apart. Hold on. I'm going to redesign my desk real quick. Hold on. <laughs> let me move. Let me move my soda to the other side. Oh, this was exhausting. I oh, I just redesigned my desk. Oh my God. Anyways, okay, so, so, uh, the so who's getting a therapy right. session here this yeah, week? <laughs> no, let's, uh, you could talk about that in the after party. Uh, right now we're oh, going to get into God. the topic and that flows, uh, into from actually this challenge that I was having. And I cut all the pieces for the cubbies, and then I got to the point where I'd have to do the joinery. And You're really going to say this on air? Yeah. Why? Okay, go ahead. No, no, really, this is I, there's first, nothing wrong. first world problems. Why go wouldn't ahead. we do a topic uh, on the podcast? First, that's my first world problems. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, got to the point of the joinery, and I was debating, okay, I'm going to do the dados. That's what I had planned in my head all along. I cut all the parts for... To do dados that I would slot in. I'm, I'm with you. All of this so far is, sounds really good. Okay. Go ahead. So I was going to do that with glue and then I realized I don't know if I want to take the risk of doing the dados because if my measurements are off, then I have to restart this whole project. I've got a body. <laughs> by the, I don't know why you're laughing right now. This seems like a legitimate thing. One plus two is three. Yeah. <laughs> How many? How many am I holding up now? <laughs> Let me just count. I'm seeing one. Oh. Anyway, okay. all I can say. Please continue. So about everything else, you are are good at Phil more than me. But segueing is not it. But go ahead, continue. We can't. We can't all be Bill. <clears throat> because Thank God. then we'd get through a podcast. But um, so. <laughs> So uh, so then I was deciding, you know what, maybe I'll just go with pocket holes. It's tried and true. It's easy. I don't have to be as precise. I can lay it out and just screw it in wherever it lands up being, and it could be good enough. It's just cubbies for kids made out of melanie. And then and then I kind of got to this point where I'm like, mm, just do the dados. Oh, I don't know. So I got back and forth, and I thought, you know what, this would be a good topic to talk about risks. Like, when or is a good time to take a risk? When, what's that? Failure to launch, it sounds like more than risk. Well, kind of. It's like, well, I'm debating whether or not I want to <laughs> yeah. take the risk of I, of I, damaging the material by doing it not as well as I could. And, you know, there's the time also. It takes longer to route properly. There's so much more preparation involved. Whereas with pocket holes, you can just really build on the fly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they're nice like that. Um, but it wouldn't be as nice. It's not It's not the topic necessarily, but it relates to your, your problem is that I think that with melamine, those pocket holes could be real iffy structurally. Because if you just over torque it just a little bit, that whole thing's going to crumble. I know, but you do glue also. You could do that. Uh, what's that nails stuff? Nails that white glue? Liquid nails. It's, it's, liquid, liquid nails. Liquid nails. Yeah. Glue. So if you do liquid yeah. nails and coarse adhesive. screws, yeah. it works. Pocket for what you're talking about. Um, pocket holes would be plenty strong. Yeah. Absolutely plenty strong. If you don't. But I that. also. But I also think that. I think if you you would feel better about yourself in general if you just did the dados and, and made it work because I I think the success that you're going to feel inside dados are are so much easier than people think. No, I how, I, I know what you mean. I just like I got this thing to do, and then I've got a hundred other things on my wife's list. So I was thinking, like, should I spend the next week every night in the garage? First, I was going to build a jig to make sure that it lines up perfectly for every single one of the dados that I have to do. How many dados do you have to do? You have a table saw, right? 
and a fence. Uh, yeah, but I was going to do this with the router. Just because I don't have a, I don't have a dado stack. You have a router and a fence. You right? don't. You well, yeah. I mean, no. You just need. I mean, yeah. Actually, a router and a fence would be fine. Yeah. But you can just do it by making multiple passes with the with the table saw. Like forty-four and, inch wide panels. I don't really want to do. That. How big is your table saw? You got a nice cabinet no, saw, I don't you? Saw. I was just gonna. Yeah. Do, yeah. You can even use a, You can even use a circular saw to cut dados. I mean, you're not talking about a Matt Carmona piece of. Beautiful furniture. And, and, You're talking about cubbies. Chip. It will chip. And, That's why I want well, to keep it as clean as possible. Put yeah, tape but, well, don't use the router then, though, because the router will tear that yeah. off. You know, use the get a brand new blade because they're, they're not as expensive on your circular saw. Yeah, yeah. Set a straight edge up, cut. Yeah. Measure three quarters inch or however thick this stupid thing is to the other side. Yeah. Set your straight edge up, cut. Now just chisel and then that rip out. the That'll piss come. out of the middle of it. Yeah, rip the piss out because it won't matter because your two edges are clean. You mm. tape them first, of course, and then you can just sit and just just freehand with your your skill saw a couple times and chisel it out. As long as you set your depth, it's always the same depth. You could do that. And don't you have a router plane too? Wouldn't no, that work in there to clean sweet. it up? Does that work with melamine? Uh, uh, melamine. That'd be no, hilarious. no, no. I, I just meant to I clean would, it I would out. Watch that video. No. <laughs> <laughs> to clean it up a little bit, you could use that a little bit. No, I want to see you do. I want to see you do it entirely. I don't. Ever, I would router. let someone want to send me a router plane. I will take a router. You could actually even take a, a, a slightly less than three quarter inch piece of wood, wrap some uh, uh, sandpaper around it, and then clean yeah, it out that, that way. For sure. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, don't be afraid of these dados. Yeah, I don't think you. I don't think it's as hard as you think. Yeah, and I'm I think not that it's gonna be super afraid. I just thought it'd be a good topic for the podcast. So the podcast to- topic is amazing. Taking risks. I, I think, but I, but I want I think to solve your problem first. <laughs> <laughs> I think I will just go with the dados. And, yeah, no, uh, the risk reward factor, I think, is going to be there. It, it is a risk. It is. I mean, you're going. You know, it's not like you're going to go broke if you screw it up. No. But it is the time and the effort that you're screwing up. No, if because then it's a pain in the ass to schlep back to Home Depot to pick up another three of these stupid your, panels. Yeah, your tail right. between your legs. You know. Yeah. Um, my, but that ain't going to happen. You're gonna you're gonna make it work. Yeah, and, no, you'll and, and you'll find us when you do mess something up. You'll find a solution to solve that problem because that's and what actually, you know do. what? You instead of filming the whole build, what you should film is just the solution solving of the making the datos. That would be a neat little video. That's not a bad idea. That's yeah, you could, you could even start the video with like, okay, here's what I'm doing. I'm making this, and I couldn't pull the trigger, so now I'm here, and this is what I'm gonna do, and then watch me mess up or succeed. Because either right. way, it'd be interesting. For me. It's win win yeah, for you, very the viewer. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. My uh, my my father, like he gave me lots of advice, and I didn't listen to most of it, of course. <laughs> but, but the the one thing that that he said that I always say to my kids, and this is why I always tell my dad, is that you can do anything you want to do as long as you're willing to accept the consequences. Pretty simple statement, but then he adds to that: the trick is to know what the consequences are, and that's where it gets yeah. tricky. And so. That's where you're at right now is you're sitting here and you're weighing out all the consequences. But really, at the end of the day, there's only one consequence. Worst case scenario, you go back to the depot with your tail between your legs and you buy three more pieces of, of MDF. Yeah. Or whatever it is. Melamine. melamine. That's, yeah, yeah. that's the worst case. So what is that, like 60 bucks? That was like – Not even. No, it was like $35. They were $35. Like $11 so bucks so the, the learning experience for $35 – how much is a how much is an hour long private lesson on guitar or woodworking or whatever? It's fifty seventy five bucks. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Still cheaper. I'm with you. We have faith in you, Phil. I appreciate that, guys. I really do. All right, so now it's Phil's therapy session. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's why but we I, do this podcast. But I love this topic. The, the topic yeah. is risks that we take um, as 
makers as content creators as podcasters even right one of one of us i don't know who but one of us has to do the safety lecture first uh always make sure you ask phil first <laughs> no just that when yes. we're talking about <laughs> when we're talking about risks, we're not talking about taking like like irresponsible risks with power tools. No, no, no. So I just want to make that clear. Absolutely. So we can continue, but, yeah. I'll, I'll give it more context. You're Let's... both staring at me when you say that. But here, here's, here, here more context than this. Um, Tim, you brought up something about repetitiveness, and one of the risks of doing things repetitively as opposed to individually is if you screw up. And you like, okay, and you make out these measurements, and I'm going to cut seven of these things eight and a half inches long. And then you realize, crap, I just made seven of these things that are two inches too short. Yeah. So annoying. Yeah. And, and I've done that. Yeah, you me know? Too. And, mm-hmm. and then the other, the other thing is um, the, the risk, to go back to the safety thing, is that you get comfortable and complacent with the tool and you stop paying attention. Well, that, that's, that's its own safety thing, I think. Yeah. Um, Risk. Anytime you hold a pencil in your hand, it's a risk. If you know, you could slip on a bar of soap in the shower. I mean, yeah, I mean, no. My my whole point is this: when I said risk, also is not specifically for me because you're right. At the end of the day, what does this cost me? Thirty five dollars. I'll live. The family will continue to eat. But let's say you're doing commission work, right? So, for example, Tim, you just bought five hundred bucks worth of reclaimed chestnut. And you are building a, a table for, you know, a family who's whatever commissioning you to do this. And you're thinking, okay, uh, they wanted something. I could do it the way I'm comfortable or I could do it so that it'll look a little bit nicer. They may or may not be able to tell the difference. Do I take the risk? Mm, that is – well, you know, that is a, a really good question uh, when you're spending someone else's money, which really ends up being your money Well, that's if that's, you screw up. Right. Well, I was going to say just taking that commission to begin with can be risky. Yeah. I mean I, I'm i not afraid to do that. Uh, I think – I've definitely, I've definitely had the job come up where someone's like, Hey, can you make this? I'm like, never have. Sure. You know? And I've, and I've, uh, and I've lost on that in hours because I've stumbled through things and made mistakes and I've lost other materials a little bit. Not like I've ever wrecked $500 worth of wood, you know, mm-hmm. you always find a solution for it or use it for something else. But, um, but I've definitely taken those risks before. And that was how I learned to do stuff because I'm not really like a book smart kind of guy. I'm more like a, like, you know, you hand me an angle grinder and, and a, you know, a pile of something. I'm like, all right, let's see what happens. And I'll, I'll go figure out how to do it. I'm not afraid to do that and to make mistakes, I guess. Um, I, I used to cherish the material more than I do now because I, you know, like I really started my, my whole business here with like really cherishing like materials and trying to save them. Uh, now I'm willing to risk them a little more because I just see the plethora of it. Like I realize that I am not even like a drop in a bucket. I'm like, half a drop in the ocean, the work I'm doing. If I screw this thing up, the learning experience is more, like I was saying about the melamine, the learning experience is more valuable because of all the good I can do with what I learned from it. It's so the I'm risk reward. That risk. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm willing to take a lot of risks like that. Okay. Well, what about you, Bill? Because when you built out Casey's Salon, you were not only risking money, but you were also risking time. If you had and screwed up, let's business. say, you would have set them back maybe a week, a month, who knows? And you were really taking a lot on your shoulders as far as expectations and all this stuff, and you really were starting up again, right? Um, yes. I mean, I never really not, you know, I didn't, I haven't stopped using tools ever since I started. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's what I do with my hands for a living. Uh, but as far as making and creating things, yes, that was after a very long time of not really having done a whole lot. So there was a lot of risk involved by them entrusting me to do this. Um, yeah, wow. You know what, Phil? Actually, I have not thought about that, the risk that was being taken by me, by them. Hmm. That never occurred to me. I have some other stuff I was going to talk that was about risk. <laughs> but... Well, <laughs> are, are you seriously nervous? wow i i actually i am now i mean thinking about the risk that they took the, the trust they put in me uh the risk i took uh making promises it's like hey you know like i said my whole idea going in with it was like they had an x amount of dollar budget they went to designers designers said oh we can do that for triple your budget and i'm like screw that i can do this for a few thousand bucks but you were yeah, thinking the whole just, time that it was going to be temporary, right? And you were like, "Oh, we'll do what yeah. we do now, and then, and then you'll." I, I was really thinking that you know they'll get up and going a year later or six months later that they can just you know have a garage sale, get rid of the crap I made, and buy some real furniture. And it turned out, I mean, it turned out really well because the biggest compliment I've gotten from these girls is that my design has has given them the identity for their salon. Right, it awesome. really. I mean, in the community itself, because when I was designing it, I was thinking of what, how is this going to appeal to everybody walking by? Because this is old town Oakland. So we've got people from city hall walking by same as the, as the, the starving artist walking by that are, that are going to look in the salon and everybody needs to feel comfortable, whether they get dropped off in a limo or they get dropped off in an Uber. Right. I mean, and, and that's what my, my point was. And it really came out spectacular as far as I was really proud of myself and all that, but Holy crap! The risk. You're right. I mean, well, you knew it was temporary. So ultimately, like, if there was something horrible, you knew that they were getting something else later on. My in. big, yeah, the biggest thing I was worried about wasn't the money because I knew. I mean, if I had to, I had, I can, I could, I could have paid them. Like, if I screwed everything up, and I, it ultimately it cost uh, out of the, out of the pocket. I think it was about eight thousand dollars that we, they spent okay. to make the salon right plus my time. So I'm like, hey, I got a credit card. I can pay them back the eight thousand bucks. But if my biggest concern was the risk I was taking was, can I get this in, done in time for when they wanted to open? Right. Because they had construction going on inside the salon, doing the plumbing and the electrical and all that. Yeah, that that time was weighing on me heavily, and I've only got a few hours after work. Uh, you know, how many mm. hours of sunlight do I have? Blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, there was a lot of risk in doing that because any little setbacks would have – they had to be made up for somewhere. Right. You know, and I worked – I'm working 40-plus hours a week at my regular job. So Was there anything yeah. that you – was there anything that you sort of – that they wanted or that you initially thought you could do that you said, you know what, mm, it's not really worth the risk. I'm not going to – I'm not going to do that. Let me do it a little bit safer just to make sure that we get it done in time. Uh, not really in that way. There were some things that I chose not to do because of licensure. It wasn't worth the risk to me to have me do some of the plumbing per say for whatever. And the city comes in and red tags it and that, you know what I mean? So we said, Hey, what needs to be done legit. We hired a contractor so he can get the permits and I'll pull the permits and do that kind of thing. I could, I could have done the plumbing. I could have built they they put up like a full wall. I could have done all of those things, but it needed to be done legit. Right. For and they were like, purposes. "Well, we could, yeah." Well, I mean, just you know, the city is say, "Hey, if you, you know they're going to do an inspection afterwards, is the electrical done to code? Is the plumbing done to code? Blah 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 blah." And if you're not licensed, I, they check that even harder. If they know the guy you, did it, you know that did it. Well, so if if you're not licensed, they won't pass it. 
Oh, is that what I mean, okay, you yeah. have to, yeah, it's a matter of, so it's like, well, there's a lot of existing there. So there was this gray area because they right. had existing plumbing, existing electrical. They won't know for sure. But I was like, no, I'm not taking that kind of a risk because that will set you back a long ways. And then it costs more to have it redone. Um, I don't know, man. Wow. Phil, I, like I said, I, I never really considered this. Yeah. You laughed. You laughed at the topic. I didn't laugh at the topic. I thought it was a good topic. I laughed at the fact that you were worried about taking a risk of making dados. That's all. Again, again, <laughs> it was not the construction. It was the time. Do I want okay, to risk no, no, having no. to do this over again? I, I And that I understand because that's what you asked me about. Yeah. And that was I made a million dados. Come on. The, that's not, I mean, it's, it's about the time. Do I want to risk blowing this and then having to start all over again with the trip to Home Depot? So... Yes. I know, yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, you do. You are correct, sir. Um, yes. If, if I might be the the nerd of the uh, the episode, the biggest risk is not taking any risk. In a world that changes really quickly, the only strategy that is guaranteed to fail is not taking risks. Mark Quoted Zuckerberg. by? Mark Zuckerberg. Oh. Oh, oh the, you're quoting the, the Zuckerberginator. Zuck right. I pulled up the Zuckerberginator. I, I just typed in like risk quotes to see if anything cool came up, and I like that one because that's a, a poignant you know, example of like we're talking about being a businessman and entrepreneurs and makers and mm-hmm. how we're going to grow. And uh, I mean, Zuckerberg, is, he knows a few things about starting a business. I've got, uh, I've got a similar quote for you. It's probably a little bit better. It's a hero of mine. It's, uh... <laughs> it's, mine's probably better, but yeah. – uh... It's uh, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you never take. Wayne Gretzky, right. Michael Scott. You sure that wasn't Michael Jordan? Yeah. Okay. It's Michael Scott quoting Wayne Gretzky. All right. So can I guess I nobody watches The Office. Someone about... listening is laughing. By the way, someone listening oh. is laughing right now. No, you don't watch The I Office, Tim? I, no, I, I I work. What? You two aren't in sync with some quoting and some same show. Get watching? Casey on here right now. She'll know it. I don't know. I don't think she watches that show either. Yes, she definitely Matt, does. Maddie watched it. I watched a few episodes. It was funny, but I just didn't. Are you kidding me? It's a lit. It's probably like because it's been humor. 20 years since you worked in an office. Uh, I did work in an office, though. 20 and, years and, uh, ago, yeah. Yeah. About that. <laughs> yeah, things are, things are different now. 18, 18 years ago. 18, yeah, exactly. No, things aren't different. Once. They're still, they're, they're, they were beige then, and they had computers then. They had a bunch of annoying people then, too. Color my walls. <laughs> I call it. So what I was thinking of, of risk uh, uh, in relation to our podcast, for say, is something I just did recently. And um, and I'm going to take a risk now by, by throwing – I think you two know, but maybe maybe people don't know this. We were talking about constructive criticism and not about constructive criticism itself and by why it was risky for wait, me wait, because – Wait, 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 wait. We worked this out. <clears throat> Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the sound of Phil's eyes rolling. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I don't know if people know this, but I'm a high school dropout. I don't have a continued education. Yeah. I did not get my GED until I was well into my late 30s. Oh, no kidding. Um, I, I don't think you can call yourself a high school dropout then if you got your GED. No, I really did drop out of high school. I was 16 years old. Was the last I I went to school and for my junior year and in California you have to have I think it's 700 and, or in my area 720 credits to graduate. Okay. In my junior year I had 132. It wasn't going to happen. I guess not. So yeah. So any, anyway, yeah. that being said, is a lot of times like I like to make up fantastical words. Because it makes it easier for me when I really don't know what the hell I'm talking about or how to use grammar properly. 
um, it makes it funny. And, and I can kind of fool people sometimes and they're not sure if I know what I'm talking about or, or if I'm making stuff up just for the hell of it. And really thinking and studying about what constructive criticism is, I don't have a problem with it. I, I really don't. I mean, but at first I was thinking it's just, it doesn't make sense to me. The, you know, and I, that was kind of a risk because it's like there are people I've heard this debate before online and I got some feedback. I got some definite opinions about construct. Well, you don't want, well, I was going to give you something good about how to make your video better, but uh, apparently you don't want any constructive criticism. So constructive criticism for me was a risk to even talk about. It was because I didn't quite understand the definition of what it is. And to me, it's not a real word. It's two words that don't make sense together. They don't fit. What I was saying is that I've never heard anybody that feeds you constructive criticism. I've heard helpful advice. I've heard helping you, teaching you positive input, sharing of thoughts and ideas, but that can't possibly be constructive criticism. And I threw it out there and got kicked in the face a couple times. For it. <laughs> I said, I was sorry. So there was, there was, <laughs> there was, there was risk involved in that, but we putting ourselves out there is a risk. Uh, um, we're putting ourselves out to the, to the hundreds of millions of, uh, well, to the 47 people that listen, um, on a weekly basis, we put it out there and that's risky, you know, because we, we say things that will come back. We have to be mindful of, of what we're thinking and saying and doing. It's, it's a risky thing being in the public ear. <laughs> but, but, you know, while not, not everybody is, is necessarily starting podcasts <laughs> or YouTube channels are trying to make their, make their way right, in the right. world by doing this type of stuff, it does relate to any other type of endeavor that, um, and and I I know quite a few people that that uh you know that they just what is it uh paralysis paralysis by analysis mm -hmm. that that's that sort of mm. thing that happens that you have an idea and I, I mean I think we all suffer from it at, at, at some time as well but there is that like when you start overthinking something and and trying to plan sometimes you just got to jump you know sometimes you just got to jump and that's uh I, oh I, trust me I jump. I jump a lot. I say and do a lot of stuff right off the top of my head. And then, I, and like you said, you got to realize the smarter thing to do when you do that, though, is to understand, not only know that there will be consequences, but what they are. And that's what I'm working on to this day. That, it's like, okay, I'll take that risk, whatever. Oh, what do you mean? I might actually, somebody might take my car away. You know, I mean, something mm -hmm. like that. You really got to think about that risk reward is, you know. Well, that's why I, I put so much weight into that that advice that my father gave me is that of, of understanding the consequences. So that, that it takes you can't you can't plead ignorance. You know what I mean? You can't take risks and and be ignorant about the risk you're taking. Like I'm going to start a business making furniture, and all I have to do is just quit my job and make furniture, and I'm going to have a business. It's like, okay, well that's great, but now do you understand what it takes to make a business? Like, do you understand what it what the risk is? Do you, do you have a backup plan? Do you have a a means do you have a goal do you have you know like these are the you can't just take risks without well i mean you can but i would recommend taking educated risks i guess you could say you know that prepared, would be a smart thing to do prepared risks if that makes sense <laughs> get, get it educated risks smart thing to do so real quick before we wrap this up I, I just to bring it always to bring it home to reclaimed what would you two what would you two say is a a risk concerning reclaiming Running boards through your planer <laughs> <laughs> every day. Yeah. yeah, I mean that, and maybe like if you're taking some dodgy risks with uh, the kind of palettes that you're working with, you know, not not being mindful of sort of the labels, or even if they do say heat treated, like what was on there before. God only knows what you're again running through your planer and then atomizing so that you're breathing it in. 
anything with paint on it that you start cutting and sanding. Yeah. It's always sketchy, you know. I was I was thinking of a, of time being a big risk with with reclaiming because you think you got a truckload of some really good materials, you've bid a job, you, you've you know you've got this stuff, and as you start working with it, you realize it is just crap. Yeah. It's worm eaten. Yeah. It's <laughs> you know. I mean, so th- there's a lot of risks I think in in reclaim, but I think all three of us would attest to the fact that the reward is well worth it and for multiple reasons. You, you know what? Yeah, for for me the 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 uh the process is always the most interesting part which is probably why i make videos about it the end result uh you know i whatever that's just there but it's like that process in the learning so sometimes when that happens when you take those risks you're like oh i can make a table out of this and then you start getting into it and you, realize you have to find a solution for it that's like those risks actually you know as risk reward i mean they create the rewards of when you actually find a way to solve the problem uh it's exciting yeah I would agree and with it that. Do, the problem solving al- is what I and find It doesn't exciting. always happen. Sometimes sometimes you fail. Yeah. You know? yeah. I would think, Phil, you take quite a bit of risk, too, taking orders for product that you don't have yet. Yeah. Hugely um, so. Oh, man. Actually, yeah. I have a cute little story right now. So I, I remember I talked about the um, the whiskey box that I did for the mayor of Rockford. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. I finally just finished it. And the way I finished it was that I wasn't prepared to take the risk of using the uh, – the the toner transfer method because there was a lot of text that he wanted on the top and on the inside lid. So okay. across the street from me, my neighbor, who was a good buddy of mine, has, the, with the has, laser has a laser. So I had him laser yeah, right. it for me instead. But now I definitely do not want to publish this box because I don't want to set up the expectation that I have the ability to do laser in the future. So mm-hmm. what about what about making it a goal to get yourself a small laser engraverator? That would be cool, but until such time, I can't really sort of publish that ability. I don't think you could take the here. risk, post the box, sell a this, dozen, you know, buy a laser. This, this is what's funny is Jimmy just talked about this. <laughs> about you know, it's funny that we're talking about risk. He's talking about that gas station and all the risks involved yeah. in it. And and throughout his life, he's always said, you know, it took it takes me thirteen. Se- I think what I one of the things I remember him saying, you know, it takes me thirteen seconds to think about the risk and whether or not I'm going to do it. I've obviously already made that decision. So why are you giving me crap for? Right. As he was saying, people <laughs> saying, oh no, the environmental, you're gonna your feet are gonna melt off because of the fumes of that old gas station and blah blah blah. And it's just funny how people. When you're when you've you've made the decision to take a risk and, and a significant one, especially, and other people instead of saying, "Hey, man, good luck, go for it," I'm there. I got your back. Most people say, "Why? What? No, you shouldn't do that. Why? The sky's falling and stuff." Yeah. yeah. Well, I got I got two counters to that. One, with all due respect to Jimmy, when he's taking a risk, he's taking a risk for himself. If I were to, he's take also a, taking an educated risk. Yeah. Whatever he's doing, the implication hmm. is that it doesn't go beyond him. He's, you know, like no one else will suffer the consequence. It's just Jimmy that's going to suffer the consequence of that. If I were to take a risk, I have a very pregnant wife and two little kids at home. And further to that, let's oh, say. Oh, you guys should get an old gas station. That sounds like a great idea. Uh, that is a dream, well, by the way. But now, to, to, counter, to counter that just a little bit in defense of my fair Jimmy, uh, he does have the risk of, of his partner in life. Um, he does have the risk of his home. He does have the risk of his animals, who are his kids. So there's there's some risk. There's some risk. I will have to say though that um, when when Ziggy got Prager's, it's probably not near as turmoil as you, that you could have possibly going through by just not having the right kind of pickle in the house. How I'm many melamine shells did you have to build for Ziggy? 
I just You saw what I made for those dragons. <laughs> Anyways, I'm gonna finish talking now and I'm gonna pretend like you didn't just say what you just said. So and and to finish up what Tim was saying, just make six of them and then you've paid off that laser engraver. I could pay off that laser engraver, or those six boxes could pay my mortgage this month or put us a little bit farther ahead as far as paying off debt or all of those things. So if I was going to make those six, you know, it is, it is more risky, you know, like, should I yeah, dump oh, no, a whole bunch of money? Absolutely. You know what I mean? So it's a very and, and different actually, risk reward scenario. It is. It I don't is know how I got, kids. I don't yet. Yeah, it is. And I don't know how I got I sidetracked, but what I was really going to say, get defensive about Jimmy. That's what happened. No, no, no. That is what happened. But what I was going to say is what is, uh, is I'm 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 gonna spend some money on a CNC and having no idea how to do it. And Jimmy was the one that told me, "Oh, what the heck? You know, you try it. What's the big? You know, do it. You, you learn how to use it. You can make a few things out of it. Pay for itself. Blah 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 blah. It's worth going into debt a little bit for that. For me, and you're right. And I have a lot less considerations than you may have when it when it's it comes to smaller human. That's yeah. The safe answer oh, yeah. I'm gonna give because I don't want to yep. fight with you anymore. Um, so <laughs> are you sure? Yeah. Cause well, we, could, sure we could do this for another for hour, everyone, but, uh, <laughs> isn't yeah. this the two hour episode? Nope. Special nope. 67, 19, I was born. I told you 19, this could be the two hour special. Okay. I will tell you, well, we'll do the, what we're watching now and then you can do another hour by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you think Tim with that common sense, please tell us what you're watching. I wanted to mention my good friend, Doc Jared Hildebrandt, and I wanted to mention him for a couple of reasons. One is because he is the only other person I know that wears flip top or flip up uh, sunglass clips on his glasses yeah. like myself, although I just broke my pair, so I have to go find another pair. But um, And the other reason I wanted to mention is because he just made this crazy awesome uh, pen out of nails. For the the no pen lead challenge, everybody's making pens. I'm kind of I haven't had a good idea to make a pen. I haven't. Yeah. So I just haven't. I'm feeling a little bad that I'm not jumping in. But his was awesome. He made it out of nails. His well his together. was crazy awesome. It's just beautiful. It's just a beautiful thing. So I, I mean, there's a million beautiful pens that have been made. Every every day I I click into my feed and I see this other awesome pen. But I wanted to mention Docs in particular because uh, it, I just thought it was a really great idea. It was yeah. a really great one. Here here, I agree. I watched it. Loved it. Uh, what about you, Bill? What are you watching? So I, I wanted to bring up somebody who's just really had a channel for a while, but is just starting to put out her own stuff, and that's uh, I Jessup, and that's uh, Jessie uh, Uetta. And uh, the more that she starts putting out lately, the more awesome, and very much in the style of her and Ben anyway, and homemade modern, and they're kind of there's so much of a team now, but she does have her own channel. And you need to check it out because between the two of them, uh, so accessible, so accessible. If you if you want to if you, you want to be able to, they're like the modern furniture designers, uh, like Steve Ramsey is to making everybody feel like they can actually swing a hammer and use a saw. That's that's what Ben and and Jesse make you feel like. Especially Jesse, she's doing a really great job. Um, just check her out, man. She's her channel's growing quickly, and it's uh, it's I Jessup on YouTube. I Jessup make. Yeah, it's cool. So check it out. Yeah, yeah I would say I, that I stuff is very accessible. Super, super accessible right. to everyone. Like there's no. Yeah, it's like it's like a, a circular saw and a drill and yeah. a couple of Sanders. planks and 
Boom. Box store material, everything at, everything at the box store, and you can make this like awesome modern design. That's, yeah. Both, both of them do that, and I think it's great. Because it's actually, in a lot of ways, it's 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 even more eco-friendly than what we talk about. With, right. Like, te- tearing down barns on one side of the country and moving to the others. You know, like all the stuff is there. Don't go to the furniture store. Put them out of business. Make your own stuff. Well, we all, we all had we all had the opportunity to uh, to meet Jesse, and she's yeah. an amazing person. She's uh, an incredible artist on many 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 levels, um, and uh, especially with the making that she's just getting into now. And uh, and you got to check it out. But she she's going to start a band uh, playing her classical violin with you, Tim. You just don't know it yet. Oh yeah, no, we talked about that a little bit. I'm in. I'm in. I've yeah. I've, I've, okay. I've spent some. I want to make a violin. I want to. Well, I want to make everything. I guess so. That's not a surprise. <laughs> but I want to make a violin and and, uh, and and then we'll we'll jam. You know. So it's possible to do this, and because it's public, I would say it's not really stalking per se. But if you if you stalk Jesse just a little bit uh, through Instagram, I think it is. Uh, dig around in, into some stuff. There's actually her and her sister. Her sister's playing the piano and Jesse's playing the classical violin. And it is a classical piece of music and it's a few seconds worth. Um, it's pretty amazing, but I would love to to hear a, a Tim Sway, Jesse Uetta version of Devil Went Down to Georgia. Oh, God. Tim, you must be pretty upset. Um, his stalking is now not exclusive to you. Uh, I'm okay with that, actually. Yeah, I'm a multi-stalker. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm a multi-stalker. Okay. That's, <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Phil, All right. Phil, please. Uh, so, um, mine is a little bit self-serving this week, uh, which I guess wouldn't really surprise anyone. But uh, Andrew Reed, uh, Blue, <laughs> Blue Bear Designs, uh, is did a, a remix of of one of my videos of the uh, of the Screw Tote video. And, uh, and for him, it was really just like he wants to be doing YouTube videos and he wanted before filming the footage to practice his ability to edit. So I thought it was pretty cool to be the subject matter of that. And, uh, and that's great. And if anyone else wants to do that, I invite you to do that with any of my videos by all means. But, uh, I thought that was so like permission granted if you want to practice your editing skills. And I thought that was, uh, that was really cool. I don't know. It was a lot of fun. And I saw his and I was like, you did a better job than mine. I think everyone should re-edit one of Phil's videos. <laughs> I did well, it. it seems like everybody is. Yeah, it was I, awesome. I mean, it's, it does seem like everybody is. Yeah, it's fun. I think we should all tell you how to live your life, Phil, and what to do. Okay, now you guys get it. This is what I've been shooting for for the last year and a bit. I have no yeah. ability to guide my own destiny. So You don't need to take any risks. We'll do it for you. Finally. <laughs> Finally. Okay. Um, on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, I'm Phil Pinsky. Check out MakerTechReviews.com. In the last couple of weeks, got three or four new reviews up there. So that's a lot of fun. Uh, Bill, you got something? Uh, WilliamLutz.com. Thank you, Justin Sparks. T-Money? And I, am, I am also at WilliamLutz.com as well as at TimSway.net for a direct link. Yeah, actually you are. That's, that's pretty awesome. We need to get MakerTechReviews on WilliamLutz.com. Uh, yeah, Justin. Chop chop. Um, it's probably, it's probably done already. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. Um, contact us for show nope. topics, suggestions, <laughs> feedback. Um, maybe a new hairstyle for Bill. I think he could use a haircut. Uh, you could hit us up on Twitter at. I did yard work today. That's this is what it looks like to do physical labor, boys. Do physical labor. 
I feel exhausted Whatever. doing this podcast. Does that count? <laughs> My heart rate's up and I'm sweating. <laughs> at Reclaimed Audio on Twitter. Info at Reclaimed Audio Podcast if you want to say something a little bit longer or more private or anything like that. Um, on iTunes, please take 30 seconds and write us a review. I know there's a whole bunch of longtime listeners and we really appreciate your feedback. Um, especially since it's not just an ego stroke. It really does help get us more visible on iTunes and get more listeners. And patreon.com slash reclaimed audio, the absolute best way to keep us on the air and keep hearing more and more of our fantastic advice. That's all I got. Dun, da, da, da. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great week, guys. All right, be good. Bye, everybody.